This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. What is going on, y'all? This is Steven from Headlock Talk. we got some exciting news for you. Our longtime sponsor, Naturally Hemp's, has now given us a Headlock Talk promo code. Woo. Go to naturallyhemp's.com, use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. And, by the way, it does not expire. Yes, this is true, Steven. I use Naturally Hemp's gummies for sleep aid, for muscle pain, and for post-workout recovery. And might I also mention, the lotions are great on your skin and they smell fantastic. Oh yeah, it's all really good stuff, but we also have some more for you. NaturallyPureSanitizer.com for all your hand sanitizer needs. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Also, if you are a vapor and you are in need of e-liquid, AmericanVaporCompany.com. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Yes, they have a fine variety of uh, candy flavors, tobacco flavors, menthol flavors, and fruit flavors. So I'm a very big fan of that too. Oh yeah, all really good stuff. And again, code HLT10 at checkout at all of these websites gets you 10% off your order. Now on with the show. This week's episode of the Tanner and Steven Variety Show, we've got more news than you can shake a stick at, including a world record-setting bench press, Dennis Quaid, more emu news, because we know that that works, <laughs> and so much more, so stick around, check this out, we're going to have a great time here. Everybody, yeah, seems, seems like it'll be fun. I'm not impressed with my intro for this uh, this episode. It's but, okay, man. But you know what? <laughs> this episode is going to be great regardless. Exactly. It's been a long day, man. It's been Give a, yourself a break. It's been a long day. I've got more more coffee. Oh, snap. I've re-upped. Oh, snap. From last time we did Headlock Talk. It looks like some... I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't look like exactly like coffee. I don't it, know. It's coffee. It has a weird look to it. It's because it's got that nitrous in it. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> the, the nitro the, coffee. The nitro. Yeah. Mm. That's an intense coffee. Indeed. I'm I'm all ready for this. <laughs> but we're going to have a lot of fun here, guys. We've got a lot of uh, a lot of fun stuff that we can work on uh, and uh, talk about. So I'm ready if you're ready, Steven. I'm ready. Let's do it. Fantastic, man. 
Uh, well, let's open it up with writer Ben Hooper at UPI.com. I mentioned in the intro, we've got a record-setting bench press. Yes, yes. You know me? I like the, I like to go to the gym. I like yeah. to work out. This is true. Be this is fit. true. You sent me a, a crazy deadlift picture uh, uh, yeah. last week. Yeah. That's a... Uh, it's uh, it's difficult. Yeah, it's, it's not my favorite. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't go to the gym. I, I just work at a warehouse. Ah, see, there so you that go. that's like my exercise. But like, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Mm. I'm just, I'm just sweating. But it's not like I'm not actually like working muscle groups. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, hey, fair enough, man. Get that water weight out of there at least. And speaking of water, that's where we have this first story about this record-setting bench press. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, A Russian athlete broke a Guinness World Record when he went underwater and bench-pressed a 110-pound barbell uh, 76 times before coming up for air. That is... Holy crap. Difficult. Yeah, that's extremely difficult. Uh, Vitaly Vivchar of Tomsk said he trained for two months before taking on the record Thursday at, uh, I'm not even going to try and pronounce this lake. It's a, it, he, he did it at a lake. A lake. He did it at a lake. In Russia? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he said the feat combined his skills as a championship weightlifter with his amateur hobby of free diving. Uh, Vivshar managed 76 repetitions, beating the previous record set by a U.S. man, Greg Whitstock, by 14. So you know what that means, America? We got to keep trying harder to beat those Ruskies. We got to get on it. Apparently, we're in a new uh, bench pressing Cold War with, with Russia. Yeah, yeah, it's getting getting heated back up again, folks. <laughs> Dude, like whenever I hear about like feats of strength like this, it just makes me feel so bad about myself. Like, dude, I'd get like two. Yeah, I'd get like two in, and then I'm like, man. I miss oxygen. Yeah. Let me get some of that. 76 repetitions alone is hard to do. Right. Right. And it's not like, that's not like a crazy amount of weight. What was it? 110 pounds, you said? Yes, 110 pounds. Yeah. I I mean, that's, 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 it's heavy, but like, that's not Mm. crazy necessarily. I I could probably do a a few presses of a, at 110, but he didn't just do 76 presses at 110. He actually did it underwater while holding his breath. L- like, this guy's a maniac. Mm. This guy's a maniac. Indeed. I mean, that's, that's, that's a very big feat of strength. I'm very impressed. Yeah. You know what else I'm impressed by here, Steven? What's that? This Olympic Lyon game here that's still ongoing from <laughs> Monday's episode of Headlock Talk. <laughs> uh, they are officially beating Manchester City 3-1 right now in the 86 minutes. So, uh, yeah, for those Manchester City fans... Hope you're balling your eyes out. Yeah, it's not looking good for him, I'd you, say. Yeah. You guys, uh... Huh. No, Man, this li- is the longest game of soccer <laughs> I've ever seen in my whole life. Not living up to your hype, huh? <laughs> yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, also, but- what, what was that guy doing? He, he had his mask, but he, it was pulled under his chin. Mm. Why are you wearing a mask like that? That, yeah. does, that does nothing. It's just a chin strap now. <laughs> fun, to- fun times. Come on. Yeah. Well, anyway... Um, so yeah, interesting bed, uh, bench press, uh, yeah. America, let's try harder. Let's, let's beat this record here. This is true. 
I'll we, get right on it. We need to get to 100. Steven, you're the man for the job. I'm doing it. Let's, let's get this thing, yep. son. Um, let me see here. More news from Ben Hooper at UPI.com. Man, we need to send this guy a care package. Yeah, like, like, some, like some flowers. Yeah. A cho- box of chocolates. Some chocolates, maybe some champagne Thank or you for something. making our show. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you for, for providing us with... Uh, nonsense articles Mm. i love it indeed this one here is pretty intriguing michael jordan shoes auctioned for six hundred fifteen thousand dollars setting new record damn pair of shoes worn by michael jordan during a 1985 exhibition game broke a world record when they sold for uh again uh six hundred fifteen thousand dollars at an auction Auction House Christie's said the Nike Air Jordan 1 high sneakers worn by the basketball legend during the exhibition game in, uh, I believe that's uh, uh, Trieste, Italy, Mm. uh, were autographed by Jordan and described by the auctioneer as one-of-a-kind Michael Jordan artifact. Uh, The shoes were built as especially unique due to a shard of glass embedded in the sole of the left shoe as a result of Michael Jordan shattering a glass backboard with a forceful slam dunk. Uh, Christie's has said another pair of Jordan shoes worn during a 1992 game sold for $112,500 as part of the same auction. Uh, I guess it speaks to the legend of Michael Jordan here, Stephen. Uh, yep. Legendary shoes, legendary man. That's a badass origin story for some for a pair of sneakers. Yeah. That's indeed. badass. It's got glass embedded in it j- just because Michael Jordan is so badass. And he just broke the backboard. Yeah, I'm sure his uh, I'm sure his foot hurt a lot after that. I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe he, had, he changed shoes. Maybe. Maybe. Mm, who knows? I wonder how how these shoes originally went into circulation. You know, because like, I, I'm assuming that those shoes weren't just like given to someone immediately. They were probably like put somewhere. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and then he also probably didn't autograph it immediately. So like where did the where the autograph come from? You know, mm, it's a good question. Mm. These, these are the questions here, Stephen. Just like that's a it's like a an extremely specific pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I, I'd be curious to to know the story on how it got to that auction in the first place. But man, six hundred fifteen thousand dollars that's a that's a chunk of change. That's far more than I've ever paid for a pair of shoes. This is yeah, oh yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. I think I've paid like two hundred dollars. And, and like hmm. and like regretted it like that was like a lot of money <laughs> instantly was like shoes. no yeah so like six hundred fifteen thousand that's that's crazy i think i've only paid more than a hundred dollars for a pair of shoes maybe twice and mm. once was for a nice pair of dress shoes and the other time was uh uh for some running shoes that i needed oh yeah yeah but uh running shoes are are, are kind of those shoes where like you don't want to skimp on the on the quality you of them. You shouldn't. You know? Yeah, you want to get a good pair of running shoes. Yeah, shout out to Adidas. That's that's like my... That's, favorite that's favorite my jam. running shoe? Yeah, fa- favorite running shoe. Well, I only ru- wear running shoes, so... Mm. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Got yeah. a high arch, you know what I'm saying? Uh, see, I've got no arch. Right, right. I've, I've got a pair of 2 by 4s attached to my legs. I see, I see. So I, I, I have to wear New Balance. Mm. Mm-hmm. I've heard good things about New Balance, though. They're, they're not bad. Mm-hmm. They make a good running shoe if, you're, uh, if you've got flippers like I do. Right. I've mm. always wanted to try Asics. I've heard really, really good things about Asics. Asics aren't bad. Yeah. I find that they're okay. Got got some good uh, some good shoes there. Yeah. yeah, I just think Adidas look better, just as as a whole. Adidas are a very stylish shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, like, look at these things that I'm wearing right now. Yeah, 
Holy crap, yeah. dude. These things are gorgeous. Yeah, Adidas uh, and Puma. I believe they used to be Puma's run great. within the same family. And oh, then, really? Uh, or something like that. There was some kind of fissure between the people who worked at Adidas, and then they went on and created Puma. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, so both very high-quality German shoemakers mm. for, mm. for athletic shoes. I didn't know Adidas um, was German. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um Nike. I like a good Nike. Nike's, Nike's very good. stylish. Nike's good. Yeah, the the only thing with Nike is that you kind of have the Apple syndrome where like, yes, you're getting a quality product, but it's about 30 to 40% more expensive than it should be just because you're kind of p- paying for the brand. Perhaps you know what I so. mean? Uh, I will say Nike shoes though, quality. Definitely quality. Indeed. But you can get <clears throat> a comparable Adidas for like half the price. And I, I would also recommend beyond the shoes mm. uh if you if you want more shoe knowledge or just more knowledge about michael jordan in general check out the last dance on espn plus mm. it's a very yes. good docu-series highly recommend it uh, i think it's like 10 parts mm-hmm. but it's all very good quality stuff yeah mm-hmm. shout out shout out mm-hmm. uh let me see here ben hooper is on a roll because he's got <laughs> more info for us this week uh let me see here there is a gentleman out of california Named Bicycle Bob. Is that... That's his name. Is that like his birth name? <laughs> First name Bicycle, last name Bob. Yeah. Or maybe <laughs> Bob's his middle name. Mm, indeed. Uh, anyway, the headline is, California's <laughs> 95-year-old Bicycle Bob rides his 100,000th mile. Uh, yes. Bicycle Bob... Um, is uh, uh, known to his neighbors uh, in, in California. He's 95 years old. Uh, he is a avid bicycle rider, and uh, he was treated a, to his 95th. Uh, he was treated to a celebration actually, as he logged his 100,000th mile of bicycling. Uh, Bob um, Metower. Met Mm. Bob Metower, mm. uh, known as Bicycle Bob to locals, said he was uh, he took up cycling when he retired in the 1990s and has been logging his miles ever since. Metower logged his 100,000th mile Tuesday and was treated by a celebration by friends and neighbors at Casa Grande, uh, Grande, Casa Grande Senior Mobile Estates mm. in Santa Maria. Uh, Metower said he rides his bike nine miles every day regardless of the weather. The cycling enthusiast said he plans to take a few days to rest after reaching the 100,000th mile mark. I think he deserved it. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Uh, but he has no plans to quit his hobby. On September 18, I'll be uh, 96 years old, and I'm going to keep going, he told K, uh, uh, Key T, uh, TV. Uh, so, Bob, congratulations on your 100,000th mile. Dude, yeah, absolutely. Pr- major props there. I can only hope that I'm physically fit enough at 95 to bike even one mile, let alone the the hundred thousand that this guy has, and, and that's a hundred thousand miles over, I guess, at the high end, thirty years. Mm. This, he said he started in the nineteen nineties. Yeah, so probably thirty years maximum. You know, any, anywhere within that range. There. Yeah, that, yeah, that's crazy. How how many miles is that a year? That's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of miles. That is a lot of miles. Uh, so 100,000 100, divided by 30, I believe, is the calculation there, Stephen? Yes, you are correct. All right. That is uh, 300 or 3,333 miles a mm. year. Indeed. That's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. How, how many miles have you biked in your life, do you think? Probably, probably not, not nearly. 
Yeah. Not nearly enough. I used to bike pro- probably probably more up until the time I was like, I don't know, probably before I was in middle school. So I biked everywhere when I was in uh, elementary school. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah, as soon as I hit middle school, you kind of, kind of, kind of stop biking. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I've mm. probably biked like 10 miles. 10, 20 miles, like my whole life. That's not bad. And this guy's rocking 100,000. <laughs> God. 100,000. That's crazy. That's a lot. 100,000 is a lot of miles. Um, breaking news uh, here again, uh, as of the time of this episode ending, uh, or as of the time of this episode here, rather, the game is over. Manchester City has lost and is knocked out of the Champions League. Sayonara, losers. <laughs> Uh, Olympic Lyon moves on to the... I'm sorry, Manchester City fans, um, if there are any of you out there. And, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. I don't think you are. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Yeah. But congratulations to the Lyon fans out there yes. uh, for your historic victory. You are moving on uh, to uh, what it seems to be, uh, it looks like the, the semifinals mm, of mm. the uh, Champions League. So good stuff there. Yeah, congrats to congrats to those guys. Congrats, to Leon. Uh, definitely very very cool. They um, they do not have nearly the spinning power that Manchester City has, and one has to wonder if this is the last time uh, Manchester City manager manager rather Pep Guardiola will take the field as Manchester City's coach. Mm. We will have to wait and see about that. We shall. Uh, moving past sporting news here to something. Strange. Okay. Dennis Quaid, actor Dennis Quaid, Mm -hmm. he's adopted a new cat. Oh, good. The cat also happens to be named Dennis Quaid. Uh, A Virginia animal shelter said a cat named Dennis Quaid will be soon on his way to a happy new home with actor Dennis Quaid. Uh, The Far From Heaven actor said he happened to see a KSLS TV story about a cat that shares his name at the Lynchburg Humane Society and decided he had to give the feline a home. Uh, This is, again, uh, per Ben Hooper from UPI.com. So that. uh, It was really off the wall, uh, but I couldn't resist. I had to, Quaid told the station. This is actually the cat speaking. Oh, I see. No, it's it's the the person. Um, I'm out to save all the Dennis Quaids in the world. Oh. (laughs) All right, so this is this is a bigger picture. I'm intrigued now. He's he's stated a, mesh, a mission statement here. The actor said he recently launched a pet themed podcast with Jimmy Jelinek and Dennis Quaid. Uh, the cat will have a new home at the office they share. Maybe they should start naming animals and shelters after different celebrities and see who bites. Not not literally, hopefully. No, uh, no. Quaid said. Uh, Danielle Ulmer, the Adoption Center Manager for the Lynchburg Humane Society, said the staff were initially in disbelief. I was like, there's no way this is real. Like, someone is pranking us, Ulmer said. Jelinek is planning to fly to Virginia from Los Angeles during the upcoming weekend to bring Dennis Quaid the cat home. Interesting, Stephen. I wonder how many Stephen Grudy cats there are out there. Stephen Grudy. Yeah, it's an, um, it'd be a unique name for a cat. It'd be an extremely unique name. Yeah, uh, not sure how common that would be. Mm. Honestly, how, how many Tanner Pruitt cats do you think there are? Probably not many. Yeah, yeah. Do you th- do you, do you think there's even one Tanner Pruitt cat or Stephen Grudy cat? I mean, the odds out there. There's got maybe maybe one, maybe yeah. two, maybe one. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a. Uh, 
I'd like to find out. I mean, I'd like to find out. Yeah, that we can, and then we could be the new Dennis Queed, Queed, Dennis uh, Queed, Quaid. Uh, you know, saving all of the saving all the cats Perhaps with our so. namesake. Perhaps so. Wonder what he's planning on doing with all these cats. Well, he wants to save all the animals named Dennis Quaid. Oh, I see. Now, now, should this be a thing here, Stephen? Because Dennis Quaid's bringing up an interesting point that mm-hmm. uh, more celebrities should adopt pets named after themselves. Yes. I mean. Uh, should this even be a thing where people uh, just give an- like or like humane societies give names to, uh, to animals that are celebrities? I yes. mean, do you think that would that would appeal? Uh, yes, yes. And the reason why is because it already worked once. It already worked. Dennis Quaid's getting a new cat named Dennis Quaid specifically because that cat's name is Dennis Quaid, and that cat is being adopted where when he otherwise might not have been. So hmm. yeah, yeah. Start start naming them Kevin Hart. <laughs> You know, <laughs> The Rock, Tom Cruise. Yeah, a hundred percent. Ah, yes, that that Tom Cruise cat. Exactly. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's really into Scientology. I don't know. It's weird. It's a strange cat. Strange cat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, don't you think maybe a more useful like thing would be to like I don't know, make donations like like. Yeah, more people to make donations to, to these humane societies, or or just you know try and spur people on to donate. Or I mean, yeah, you know, that uh, that's yeah. I mean, that's certainly the case. Uh, I mean, I'm not knocking Dennis w- uh, Quaid for a uh, right, right. No, I mean uh, donations are are you know they're uh, they're always welcome. I'm sure they are. But I mean, we we can do more. You know, we can all do more. We we can all do more, and we can always do more. Uh, so yeah, start start naming your animals, uh, Dennis Quaid. Specifically, Dennis Quaid. I want to see how many animals we can get in Dennis Quaid's like home <laughs> at, as as like a human race. Like I will not stop until Dennis Quaid's house is like I've bought it, five it, houses just it, for the animals yeah. alone. <laughs> yeah, like the state of California, like legally, like uh, calls it a zoo. You know, like and he has to <laughs> register it as a zoo. I will not stop until that's the case. Oh gosh. So, uh, my mm. next dog will be named uh, Dennis Quaid. What about you, Tanner? Um, I plan on keeping my dog, Millie. I plan oh, on yeah. keeping her. Yeah, um, of course. You know, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Mm. Mm. Dennis Quaid. Mm. Uh, uh, by the way, I know I keep tangenting back to this soccer game here, Stephen, uh, but the semifinals are set, mm. it seems. Mm. Uh, Leon will face Bayern Munich on the, uh, I believe it's the 18th, and PSG Paris Saint Germain, from based out of Paris, uh, will face uh, RB Leipzig. Uh, Red, uh, the actual company, uh, the company who owns RB Leipzig in Germany is Red Bull, uh, the energy drink company. This mm-hmm. is actually one of a very rare occurrence in which the two teams, in which two teams from the um, uh, Champions League, actually. Four teams from the Champions League, rather, are either from Germany or from France. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, both teams, uh, or there's two teams each from, from each country that are having representation there in the uh, Champions League finals for soccer. Mm. Uh, I recommend you getting uh, CBS All Access uh, for uh, all of your soccer needs there. Yeah. For, and uh, drawn together. The, the Champions League. Yeah, and drawn together, as mm-hmm. we recently found out. Mm-hmm. Now, what if I get a duck and name him Dennis Quayle? But is or Dennis Dennis Quack or yes a hundred, yes you made it so much better Dennis Quack maybe he would adopt the duck possibly possibly or make him into some uh, 
some nice soup. See, I think we... Well, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather I'd, not I'd, that be the case. Let's, <laughs> but I think we owe it to the duck to find out. You know what I mean? We we owe it to Dennis Quack. Perhaps so, Steve. <laughs> Perhaps so. Uh, let me see here. Uh, moving right along. Uh, occasionally, a recurring theme of this show has been to bring up UFO news. Of course. Uh, per HuffPost.com and writer Leslie Keen, former manager of DOD Airspace Threat Program, says UFOs are real. We keep having people come out of the woodworks from the government, you know, saying, uh, yeah, these things exist, even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see here. I'm going to try and see if I can find a, a good quote. Um, let me see here. Uh, so this article is written. Let me see here. This was a, back a little while ago, actually. It seems. Um, okay, yeah. This is a this is a couple years. This is a couple years old. Mm. Uh, it talks about Tom DeLong uh, saying, you know, about his company, um, and that uh, yeah, there's UFOs and stuff here. Mm-hmm. So so I mean, Stephen, I guess let's let's boil this down here. Are UFOs real? Yes. Mm. Yes. A hundred percent. Well, we knocked out that news quite quick. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, uh, UFOs are, are definitely real. I, I mean, whether whether you uh, want to say that like a UFO is an alien spacecraft, you know, um, d- does that record whenever? No, it doesn't. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We had a pop up that came up here. Yeah. Let me just check something here real quick. All right. We just double checked uh, our recording. We had a weird pop up that had all this kind of audio, yeah. and uh, we had to just double check it. Fortunately enough, we learn on the go, folks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, UFOs are are real, says Stephen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, U- UFOs are real. You know, like I was saying, if you want to say that a UFO is an alien spacecraft then uh, that can be debated on, on whether mm. aliens have, have been here on Earth, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But a UFO is, it is by definition, unknown. It's unidentified, you know? Mm. And so you can just put a label of UFO on any aerial thing that we can't explain or we don't know what it is. So, like, a UFO is just, like, a term, you know? Yeah. So, like, UFOs... They absolutely exist. Hmm. Now, if we're talking about alien spacecraft, I don't have enough expertise in the field to tell you one way or the other. Now, you know? now Stephen, yes, uh, there is a wild rumor going around here that I've seen quite a quite a lot over the last few years, but yeah. uh, but it seemingly became more and more relevant relevant to me this weekend, just based off of conversations I've had with other people. Mm-hmm. Is Bigfoot an extraterrestrial? An extraterrestrial. Wow, yeah. I've never heard that that theory before. <laughs> that big Bigfoot is uh, a result of uh, ancient, uh, you know, ancient mariners. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, ancient wow. uh, ancient aliens. I a- mean, it, aliens. It certainly see. could be. It certainly could be. Yeah. Uh, he would have to be, you know, intelligent to some degree to be able to be this elusive after mm-hmm. all this time. You mm-hmm. know, uh, and that also. Begs the question: Is is Bigfoot alone? Are, are there multiple Bigfoots? You know, perhaps uh, that's that's a that's an interesting question as well. Hmm. See, I, I subscribe to the to the idea that Bigfoot is a uh, a lab test gone wrong, possibly. Really? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. happened? I mean, I wasn't there. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, I've heard from a guy. Uh, I've, I've heard from this guy that uh, yeah. Well, there you go, folks. 
<laughs> I've said too much. <laughs> You're now on a list for yeah, listening to this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, good times, great memories. Steven, do you remember the story of the emus who were banned from the hotel? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. If you go back a few episodes in the Tanner and Steven Variety Show, you can check that episode out. Quite fun indeed. Um, we've got more emu news, however. My favorite. <laughs> Per HuffingtonPost.com, and uh, oh, somebody wrote this. Somebody. Yeah. It didn't just write itself. It didn't just write itself, but but it's left, it's left blank. But emu stories do write themselves. This is true. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, runaway emu goes on the lamb in New Jersey. Indeed. A wayward email. Uh, email. A wayward emu. <laughs> was taken to a animal shelter after it was captured while running through the streets of a northern New Jersey city. A woman spotted the long-legged bird on Tuesday morning in a residential neighborhood near Patterson's border with uh, Totowa. Get okay. better names, folks. Yeah, I don't like that. New Jersey. Come on now. Figure it out. Almost as bad as Florida. Almost. Emu... Animal control officers managed to snare the emu, which is about four feet tall. Huh, a smaller emu. Huh. I, is that... I think emus are typically bigger than that. Okay. Was that a child emu? Perhaps, Perhaps so. Uh, perhaps so, Stephen. The emu was placed in a large animal cart and was taken to a shelter where officials arranged for the emu to be examined by a veterinarian. Officials were not sure whether the bird had escaped from a farm or was just running out into the wild. Or running out um, in the wild, rather. Uh, Chief Animal Control Officer John uh, DeCando... Uh, told NJ.com, uh, the emu apparently appeared healthy. He could not determine its age or its sex, Qu- uh, quote, but I can tell you it needs a bath, DeCando said. This is the worst veterinarian of all time. <laughs> you can't even tell me what gender it is? He's an animal control officer, Stephen. He's, oh. uh, he's not the veterinarian. Oh, okay. He's, gotcha. he's, he's just the guy out in the field chasing it with a gotcha. net. Okay, I was like, what... What kind of backwoods veterinarian are you hiring to to <laughs> observe this emu? But okay, I can simmer back down. No, yeah, he's just the guy with the net that catches the okay, emu. Okay, okay, he doesn't have to know what gender it is. That's fine. Uh, so was he? So he was there then. This at the this, scene of the crime. This, this John fellow. Yeah, perhaps. I wonder. I wonder if he's the guy that that finally uh, took the emu down. Well, it, it may seem like it, Stephen. Um, I, I will make note of this does seem awfully convenient that he happened to be there at the scene of the crime to catch the emu. Do you mm. think this could be John's emu? Does be. this emu belong to someone? Right, right. Well, are there wild emus in New Jersey? I, I feel like I would have heard about that. I've not heard of that before. Yeah. I mean, I do. I am aware of emu farms. Mm-hmm. You know, there's lots of people out there who have that. Yeah, I mean, it's got to come from a farm or from some like private owner. It doesn't just come out of nowhere. Are you okay, sir? Holy I, crap. I, I picked up my glass to drink my coffee and it immediately hit my two front teeth. Oh my god. That was like that was like super audible. <laughs> like I, I heard it in my headphones. Like that's <laughs> that's how audible that was. My my teeth hurt. Oh my god, dude. I'll be okay. Okay. Are, are you sure? Talk to me about these emus. I'll feel okay. Yeah, yeah. Take a sip of your coffee, man. But but slow down. Slow down. You don't wanna you don't want to no. just punch yourself in the face, you know? <laughs> oh, 
but no, I, I mean, yeah, it, it's got to come from a farmer or some kind of private owner or something. I, I don't, I've never seen an emu. So I, I think the likelihood of just an emu just like popping up in New Jersey, I feel like that's, I feel like it's a very small probability, right? Indeed. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I wonder if I wonder if this emu belongs to the uh, I, I guess the animal control officer. Ah, perhaps, perhaps the emu escaped. I see from custody. I went see. on the went on the lamb, and they had to recover from their folly. Mm. It's mm. true. Indeed, cover up the century. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> uh, moving right along, Israeli jeweler is selling gold coronavirus mask for a mere one point five million dollars. The 18-carat gold mask will be decorated with 3,600 white and black diamonds and fitted with top-rated N99 filters, reports Isaac Scharf of HuffPost.com. Yes, indeed. Uh, And an Israeli jewelry company is working on what it says will be the most expensive coronavirus mask, a gold diamond-crusted face covering with a price tag of $1.5 million. It will be 18-carat uh, white gold mask uh, with all of the, the nice trimmings I just discussed earlier. Levi, the older of uh, Evil, I think I'm pronouncing that right, Evil Company, mm-hmm. uh, said the buyer had two demands, that it be completed by the end of the year and that it would be the priciest in the world. That last condition, he said, was the easiest to fulfill. I bet. <laughs> he he declined to identify the buyer, but said he was a Chinese businessman living in the United States. Mm. Okay. Inter- in- in- interesting. Fair enough. Yeah. The glitzed-up face mask may lend some pizzazz to the protective gear now mandatory in public spaces in in many countries, but at a uh, but at two hundred and seventy grams. Over half a pound, and nearly Jesus. 100 times that of the typical surgical mask, is not likely to be a, a practical accessory to wear. Right. Mm, indeed. Uh, Levi said, money, can't buy, uh, money maybe doesn't buy everything, but if it can buy you a very expensive COVID-19 mask and the guy wants to wear it and walk around and get that attention, he should be happy with that. Indeed, Steve. All right. Um, hmm. <laughs> what do you make of this mask, Stephen? Would you wear such a mask? I mean, if I was given that mask, I would sell it. <laughs> I would a hundred percent sell it. Um, that's too much responsibility with a mask like that. Too much responsibility ha- walking around with with something that valuable. Um, I was gonna say that I feel the same way. Like that just paints a target on you. Like 100%. like like you're just asking to get mugged for that mask. Hundred percent. And then you're out in public without a mask. And then what are you gonna do? You know, <laughs> you can't go in the grocery store. Nope. You, you can't you can't go to buy a sandwich. Nope. Uh, nope. No, no coffee. You can't can't buy those drapes that you're gonna go out and buy because yeah. you got that Aaron and the, the wife's mad at you because yeah. he didn't buy the drapes. It's true. <sighs> and then, like, do you even do you even want to spend that money? You know, you just lost one point yeah. five million dollars. I mean, yeah. you might need to start penny pinching a little bit. You know, yeah, it's a lot of money. I don't know, man. It's a uh, it's a big risk for me. Doesn't seem like a wise investment, perhaps, Stephen. No, not mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Not really. And, and plus, like, obviously, the value is tremendous. But the value aside, that's a half pound mask, man. You know, these things rest on your ears, right? Yes, like it's a, it's a half a pound, quite that, heavy. That sounds incredibly uncomfortable, even more uncomfortable than 
than the masks that we have to wear now, which are like not heavy. I, <laughs> I don't know how to say it, but not heavy, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and plus, with all those diamonds and black diamonds on there and stuff like that, I mean that's that's impeding your your breath as well. So as blocking you know the air going through the ma- I don't know man this yeah. is uh, I, I mean I'm it, not does about have, it. it does have the N99 filters in it it does say I mean that's cool I guess I don't know I'm not about it I'm not about it if mm. I had the if I had the means to get a mask like this I think I would pass Indeed mm-hmm. indeed um so let me see here more news man is found living in a uh luxury suite at a Florida soccer stadium Indeed. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, uh, let me see here. Per Fox 29, uh, WFLX.com. Jesus. Yes. Quite the mouthful God, here, Stephen. Give me, like, can you spell a whole word, please? WFLX.com. That's the, the website there. A homeless man somehow got into a Florida soccer stadium and lived in the luxury suite for two weeks, police said. Daniel Neja, N-E-J-A, Daniel Neja, 39, was arrested Monday after a cleaning crew entered a suite at uh, Al Lang Stadium and found razors, uh, open shaving cream containers, and blankets, St. Petersburg Police uh, uh, spokeswoman Yolanda Fernandez told the Tampa Bay Times. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. (laughs) (laughs) The stadium is home to the Tampa Bay Rowdies professional soccer team. According to an arrest affidavit at uh, Nasia... Neja, I can't provide. Neja, Neja, I don't, I don't know. Neja, maybe. Um, had access to merchandise storage areas and stole more than one thousand dollars worth of clothing. Damn. Police said he also made entry into the food storage areas and consumed about two hundred fifty dollars in drinks. Uh, Fernandez told WFTS, the ABC affiliate in the Tampa Bay area, that surveillance footage showed the man was there. Uh, as long as two weeks without anybody noticing. She said it's possible he might have just blended in. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Uh, Pinellas County jail records show that the man uh, faces charges of burglary and resisting an officer without violence. Uh, he remained in jail Friday in lieu of $5,150 bond. Uh, Stephen, if you lived in a soccer stadium luxury suite for two weeks... How would you spend your time there? I would drink a lot, probably. <laughs> I, I mean, because if I'm living in this suite, like like this man was, uh, Nisha, um, I, I would have to be hidden, I, I would assume, right? Um, so you would have to find something to occupy your time, mm. you know? And uh, in a suite like that, I mean, there's there's not really much going on. You, you, got, uh, you got maybe a TV in there, I'm assuming. Uh, you know, there's probably a, a fridge and a sink and, uh, you know, a, a couch, maybe. There, there's really just not, there's not a lot of things to to entertain you in there. You know what I mean? Um, so, I would probably drink a lot hmm. just to, you know, pass the time, mm-hmm. make the TV better, you know? You think you'd work on your soccer skills or maybe go down to the pitch, you know? and uh... Well, see, there you risk, uh, you th- you risk being caught. Uh, maybe, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe catch up on some TV action. Yeah, I mean, is there really anything else to do? Uh, I don't know. I've never personally lived in a luxury soccer suite before. I mean, me neither. 
I, mm. I also have not been in one either, so I, I could mm-hmm. I can't attest mm-hmm. to to what's in there. I've been in a in a luxury baseball suite before, um, and, and yeah, it's it's pretty much just uh, I don't know, it's like an apartment, but like not stocked with anything fun. It's just like here's a place to sit. Here's a place to keep your drinks cold. Here's, like, a, okay. here's a place to sit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's about all you get. You know, you're there to watch a game. You're not there to live in it. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I could do it, though. Depends on the rent. Depends on... <laughs> yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Well, it looks like this guy was living rent-free until he got caught by yeah. police. Yeah. Hmm. Probably get a lot of noise complaints living in there. <laughs> Probably so. I was like, oh my God, it sounds like there's a crowd of 10,000 people cheering outside. <laughs> the cop's like, sir, do you, are you aware of where you live? Just saying. Perhaps so, Stephen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, goodness. More sports news here. Russian teen soccer player is struck by lightning during training. Whoa. Yes. Teammates at his Moscow club feared the worst when they saw Ivan Zabrovsky hit by a lightning bolt and knocked unconscious, but he survived with just a small burn on his chest when he was uh, w- where he was wearing a chain. Oh, so, wow. so he was wearing okay. a chain. Uh, I guess it uh, attracted the lightning somehow and got hit. Dude, that's crazy. That that's one of those things where like I I try not to think about like people getting struck by lightning or anything because that sounds like the most terrifying thing like in existence. <laughs> Just like being walking around out in a thunderstorm and then bam, all of a sudden mother nature's like fuck you specifically. Like, <laughs> dude, I'm not about it. Have you seen some of the like the like markings on people? After they get struck by lightning. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. They got like lightning bolt bruises like all over their body. It looks like the the uh the like toxins that Iron Man had in his body in Iron Man two. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. He had to drink the chlorophyll all the time to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was all veiny. The like jigsaw like puzzle thing. Mm-hmm. Dude. I'm not about it. It scares me. Crazy. It scares me a lot. Mm-hmm. But, hey, good thing you survived. You should be very scared of this next story here, Stephen. Oh, God. Okay. It's not robot news, I promise. Okay. That's immediately where my mind went. <laughs> uh, if you're a fan of chicken wings, brace yourselves for this next story, folks. Oh, Chick- don't ruin chicken wings for me. Chicken wings test positive for COVID-19 in China, but there's no evidence of food transmission, experts say. Uh, Nectar Gan of CNN uh, reports that a sample of frozen chicken wings imported from Brazil has tested positive for the novel coronavirus in the southern Chinese city of uh, Shenzhen, uh, authorities said Thursday, the latest in a series of reports of contaminated imported food products. Hmm. So, I mean, Stephen, sh- should chicken wing enthusiasts be scared of ordering their wings currently? I mean, if you're ordering them from Brazil, maybe. <laughs> I mean, where where do you get your chicken wings? <laughs> From the store. <laughs> yeah, but where um, do they get it? Well, see, I think, um, and, and I could be completely wrong when I say this, mm-hmm. but it seems as if the U.S. doesn't really um, import a lot of food items. Right. We, we tend to... Uh, or, or at least none that that are kind of controlled within other countries. It seems right. it seems as though we do a lot of farming here. Unfortunately Especially for chicken, uh, yeah, and, and seemingly uh, and and regrettably here, the farmers should get paid a lot more money than what they uh, they, they generally are right now. It's uh, sadly a not very profitable business to be a chicken farmer. Yeah, f you, Monsanto. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, that being said, um, it is quite strange here as to how this coronavirus actually got from Brazil to China in terms of its chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Brazil was uh, very heavily affected by coronavirus. Right. Um, if Brazil is exporting chicken wings to China, I mean, I guess it could be possible because, uh, you know, maybe the handler had COVID at the time, but that's certainly not good news. No, definitely not good news. Um, I mean, chickens can't get COVID, right? Like like it's a human virus. Yeah, I mean, right? I haven't I haven't heard that chickens can get COVID. Yeah, uh, I know so. do, I know uh, dogs and cats can. Oh, really? They can. Uh, I believe they can. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Very rare, but right, they can. Right. Yeah, so, I I mean, it would have to be the handler having COVID, you know, which, uh, I don't know, kind of makes me worry about other exports from Brazil. I mean, if they're going to let a a food handler with COVID handle food that is being exported out of the country, um, what other industries are they kind of slipping under the rug, you know? That's Mm. that's kind of a... It's not so much terrifying in of itself because of the chicken, because like you said, we we do a lot of chicken farming here, and most of the chicken in America is born and bred in America. Um, but Brazil exports a lot of other things too, so that that's kind of a uh, it's kind of scary. Mm, indeed, indeed, Stephen. Speaking of scary. Here's some robots. An- some more animal news. <laughs> right on. A gigantic black snake slithers along subway platform in New York City. Ugh. This can't be real. <laughs> oh God. Nicholas Rice rep- uh, reports here uh, for People Magazine. Step aside, pizza rat. There's a new animal going viral for the su- for their subway antics. A video of a gigantic black snake slithering across a New York City platform, uh, a subway platform rather, was posted on Twitter, leaving residents and social media viewers scratching their heads and wondering how the reptile made its way to the station platform in the first place. I mean, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see here. Transit- Maybe you took the subway. <laughs> <laughs> Transit worker Canela <laughs> Gomez shared the video in a Twitter post on uh, Sunday, writing, "Being a hashtag train operator for at NYCT Subway, I thought I would have seen it all, but this can't be real." Yeah. Uh, in the video, the reptile, which looks to be several feet long, slowly slides along an un- unidentified Brooklyn transit platform glancing around at the station as the as the feet of one of the individuals um are seen standing closely near the snake in the background gomez told new york city post that he did not uh take the video but that it was sent to him instead Mm. uh yeah seems as though he's just waiting for a ride here steven right right that's uh that's terrifying it's terrifying Mm, indeed I, i don't like snakes i don't either yeah uh, my uh, my roommate had a snake one time, and uh, yeah. uh, how'd that go? Uh, well, uh, it eventually died. It it was an unfortunate thing. Um, well, at least it didn't quote go missing. Um, so that's what I was getting to. Um, oh, it one hundred percent did go missing. Oh. Um, at one point, and what do you mean the snake's missing? <laughs> exactly, and uh, <laughs> it, it's the it's the one time in my life that I didn't feel safe in my own house. It was mm. and it was a very strange time. We did find the snake. It was alive and well, no problems. Uh, lived uh, lived another year and a half after that, uh, but yeah, it was very scary. It was very scary. A missing snake in your house. Mm-hmm. Just imagine that. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. 
It's it, it's not fun, Stephen, no, here. It's not fun at all. Now, this snake was identified as an eastern rat snake, which is largely harmless, uh, largely harmless rather, um, uh, to humans as it prefers to eat frogs, eggs, and uh, the more common subway dwellers, the rodent. Ah, I now, see. New Yorkers were quick to make light of the situation, however, as one user wrote, I'm sick of these MFing snakes on this MFing train. <laughs> And uh, yes. New York City Councilman Justin Brannon replied, the snake is moving faster than the R train. Uh, I guess that's some New York humor there. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. See, at least everyone's... Topical. Yeah. <laughs> at least everyone's uh, going at this with a light heart. That's good. That's good. Indeed, Stephen. But that is scary. And I'm glad that I don't live in New York. Specifically for that reason. <laughs> you just mm. got random snakes crawling around in your subways i'm not about it not you about can tell me he he doesn't like human meat all you want i don't give a crap that's scary indeed steven indeed and uh that is the news this week here mm. for the tanner and steven variety show i'm all i'm all out of news here i don't got anything left it's a, it's a good amount of news it is a good amount of yeah news. let's give ben hooper this week to to recuperate <laughs> and uh, i'm sure he'll give us some uh write us some, some more gold. stuff ben yes please Indeed. <laughs> uh, well, uh, <laughs> uh, let me see here, Steven. Is there anything else that you want to talk about here today? Oh, man. Any, anything at all? Anything that comes to it. mind? Yeah. No, no happenings? I mean, not really. There's, no. there's a lot going on in the world, but it's all it's all sad. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm Indeed. good. Indeed. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. Protect your local post offices, folks. Yeah, uh, that's uh, there's some big things going down at post offices all across the country and mail sorting devices and everything. Make sure that this year you're protecting your local post office and uh, really either writing on Twitter or just uh, explaining publicly how important the post office is to you. It's not just how you get their get your mail, but it can make a world of difference this voting season. I'm not true. trying to be make a political message here. You can vote for whoever you want. I really don't care, right? Because uh, I, I I'm not really planning on voting for either candidate uh, from the two main parties this uh, political season, mm-hmm. uh, but. Uh, with mail sorting machines and post offices being shut down all across the country, it's certainly uh, not uh, it's not a good look. No, it's not looking good. So, uh, make sure to support your local post office and show and uh, make sure to write to your local representatives how you feel about how uh, the post offices should be kept open. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Uh, well, with that being said. Uh, let's go ahead and take this show home, Stephen. Um, uh, with uh, with everything going on in the world today, maybe you just need to chill out and relax. Maybe maybe not think about these snakes on these trains, <laughs> right? Uh, that's why you need uh, CBD from NaturallyHemp's.com and their full line of CBD products. They've got tinctures, sublinguals, uh, CBD gummies, and so much more. Uh, please use promo code HLT10 at checkout. They give you an initial 10% off if you visit the page the one time. Mm-hmm. However, it's not a recurring thing. Instead, use promo code HLT10 at checkout at naturallyhemps.com. You'll receive 10% off on all your purchases, and the offer never expires. So that's great news there, Stephen. So <laughs> use that for all of your CBD needs, whether you want it for muscle pain, for headaches, for, uh, for anything of that nature, for sleep aid. They work great. Um, <laughs> Tony the Tiger. They are great. And lawsuit. Uh, <laughs> also visit naturallypure.com. 
uh, uh, or I'm sorry, naturallypuresanitizer.com rather, mm-hmm. for all of your hand sanitizer needs. You can use promo code HLT10 there as well uh, for 10% off on your purchase of hand sanitizer. you got to keep your hands clean, folks. This is true. So use promo code HLT10 at checkout at naturallypuresanitizer.com. Uh, and last but not least, if you are a vapor and in need of e-liquid, uh, AmericanVaporCompany.com has a full line of various flavors for you, uh, ranging from tobacco and menthol flavors all the way through candy flavors and, and uh, uh, fruit flavors as well. Mm-hmm. So check out um, AmericanVaporCompany.com and use promo code HLT10 at checkout. Offer never expires. Get 10% off on your whole purchase. Yes, indeed. So good stuff there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Headlock Talk. You'll see the nice Headlock Talk radio banner. I'll follow I'll, I'll you back. It'll be a good old time. Yeah. Oh, yes. Thank you, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also actively running a giveaway. So if you listen to last uh, to uh, this past Monday's episode of Headlock Talk uh, on our wrestling show, uh, we're doing a giveaway on our page. So what you do is you go to our pinned tweet, like and subscribe it, uh, like and retweet it rather, and make sure that you're subscribed or uh, following Headlock Talk on Twitter. Uh, and uh, we will uh, enter you in a chance to win our giveaway. We're picking out two winners this time mm-hmm. uh, for a CBD multi-pack giveaway as well as a free face mask from Face19. Mm-hmm. So good stuff there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, as far as uh, the podcast goes, make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this show here today. Go go ahead and s- scroll up. Boop. Go ahead and, yeah, there you go, Steven. Hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to podcasts, be it iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, um, uh, Podbean, or mm-hmm. anywhere else for that matter. Uh, it could be greatly appreciated. Um, beyond that, Stephen, is, is there anything else? I think that's everything. Yeah, we got uh, naturallyhemps.com, AmericanVaporCompany.com, NaturallyPureSanitizer.com, HLT10, promo code on all those websites. Yeah. Uh, we got the giveaway... Yeah. I think that's it. And the Twitters. The, the Twitters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. Well, yeah. Make sure to check out this past week's episode of Headlock Talk. Uh, it's a good old time. We reviewed uh, SummerSlam, uh, where we, we previewed SummerSlam and mm-hmm. TakeOver 30, as well as some other news around the wrestling world, and took in your hot takes. So make sure to listen to that here. And uh, on Friday, we've got another episode of the Rogue and Ranger Gamecast, so check that one out as well, folks. Mm-hmm. I am, of course, the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt, and right across from me here, the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Thank you for listening, you guys. Thank you for listening, and you all have yourselves a great rest of your day. Later, y'all. Bye-bye. Zenny offers prescription glasses starting at $6.95, as well as affordable sunglasses, blue blockers, and more. The best part? Try any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Visit zenny.com today and change the way you buy glasses forever. These days, we're all getting more screen time, which means we're also getting more blue light exposure than ever before. Too much blue light can make your eyes feel tired, dry, or blurry. It can also affect your sleep. Zenny's Blocks lenses help to protect the eyes by keeping harmful blue light out. Because they're virtually clear, add blocks to any Zenny frame for stylish, all-day protection.
Get a complete pair of prescription or non-prescription blocks glasses starting at just $24. Protect your eyes now at zenni.com.